We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. It's your host here, Madison Hadler. Yeah, I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. I hope you guys are having a good week. Um, I've honestly had a pretty great week this way, this week, I will say. On Monday, it was so shiny and beautiful outside, so I sat outside for like two hours with the dog, and I just sat there, and I journaled, and I read, and I was just a cute little bean soaking in the sun. Um, today it's a little gloomy out. I actually went for a run earlier and as I was running, it started raining. And when I came back, my hair looked like I had just hopped out of the shower. So that was fun. But honestly, you know, besides for feeling gross after it, I don't totally mind running in the rain as long as it like feels okay outside. Obviously if it's cold, that's terrible, but it was kind of hotter today. So it kind of cooled me off a little bit, the rain, but Definitely not something I want to do every day, but I hope that you guys are having a good week and are feeling good, you know? Spring's in the air. We're in April, seven days into April, so I don't know why I had to clarify how many days we're into April, but seven days, just in case you needed to know. So if you've listened to any solo episode, se- oh my gosh, if you've listened to any solo episode of mine or have ever met me in real life, then you probably know that I am very emotional. I like to thank my mom for that. Shouts out to Tina. But for real, I feel things a lot. And I feel things that other people are feeling a lot. I'm a very, very empathetic person. Crying at everything is something that I used to make fun of my mom for a lot because she, like that woman would cry at anything. We would be in church every week and I swear she would cry every single week. I told her I love her, and she would start crying. The other day, I think I told her about something that our dog, Jax, did that was, like, cute, and my mom started crying. So that woman can cry at anything. And also living with my beautiful roommate, Morgan, she is a cancer, so obviously emotional. Um, But she cries at anything, too. And I would make fun of them, make fun of my mom for it, especially when I was younger. I'd always poke fun at my mom. But then something funny happened, and... I became her. Now I cry in an old person crossing the street or from talking about how cute my animals are at home and showing videos of them to other people. And at first I absolutely hated it and I resented my mom for giving me that trait. I'd push the crying aside and get mad at myself for being so emotional and just take it out on myself. Or I would hide in my room to cry before returning to the conversation that I was having before. Eventually, I just kind of got over it, probably growing up, and now crying at small things is just who I am. I realized that I just don't really care what others think about me for crying, because 
I'm a human and I'm a human with a lot of emotions. More on that in another episode. But now as a 22 year old sort of adult with a job, I've entered this new field of crying, which is crying at work. this weird phenomenon of crying at work. According to a 2018 survey from a staffing firm called Encountems, more than four in 10 workers, so 45%, have admitted to crying at work. And that's about the same proportions of CFOs crying at work, which was 44%. They said shedding tears is acceptable as long as it's not an everyday occurrence. The CFOs said that. Even with this evidence that I am obviously not the only one crying at work. It still feels so embarrassing and awkward and like I'm not able to handle myself in a professional situation. And I even did a poll the other day on my Instagram about crying at work, loud my pod, follow me on there. But I even did a poll and literally, I think there was maybe one person that said that they just never cried at work. So I know that I'm not alone in this, but it still feels so alienating. Even as a server, it was completely normal to be crying at work. In fact, serving is the first time I really actively cried at work. If you've ever worked in the restaurant industry or the service industry, you know that crying in the walk-in was superior to crying anywhere else. When I first started serving, I swear to (laughs) swear to swear to God I would cry at least every shift, at least one time every shift. It was mainly because of rude people or dumb mistakes that I would make. But still, as a new server, that shit felt like the end of the world. But then I got better and stopped taking everything a guest said to me so personally. But that didn't mean that I totally stopped crying. I just cried a little less in about things that were other than people just being rude to me. But now, as I've entered a job in my degree and field that I want to stay in, I spend a lot more time there than I did at Chili's. I find myself crying more often and it feels even more embarrassing than crying when I was serving. But why is that? Is it because I want to be taken seriously and I feel like crying doesn't help that? Is it because I cry too much? Why is it so embarrassing and so alienating for me to be crying at work? I basically boiled it down to that I spend a lot of time at work. Over half of my week is spent at work. So crying there isn't the most awful or outlandish thing to do. But why do we think it is? Allison Green is an author of a book called Ask a Manager, and she talked about crying at work in a New York Times article in 2018. I'll have it linked in the show notes for you if you want to read. But she talked about how crying at work is a completely normal occurrence. Just like the statistic I mentioned earlier said, As long as it's not an everyday occurrence that ends in a full-on mental breakdown, it's totally normal to be crying at work. We are all human and we all have to cry at some point or another or feel some sort of intense emotion. So stop feeling so embarrassed about it. And that's to me too. A lot of the time the crying comes from a place of genuinely caring about our work. So the... um. 
the accountants that I mentioned earlier that did the survey on crying at work, they came up with five different situations, five main situations that people normally find themselves crying at work for. So one is the overbearing boss. Your manager keeps a close eye on you and gives you little control over projects. This can cause more stress and decrease morale and productivity. Instead of being frustrated, set up a private meeting with your boss to discuss ways that you can build trust and gain more independence in your work. Two is the combative coworker. You and your colleague keep butting heads on a business problem. Try to consider your coworkers, your coworkers' perspective. Hearing another point of view may help you both resolve the dispute more quickly. Then there's three, the innocent error. As soon as you hit send on an email to your boss, you realize you made a mistake. Instead of yelling out in frustration and distracting others, keep a level head as you address the situation. Send a follow-up note or speak with your manager to apologize and correct the issue. Four is the personal emergency. Private struggles as family, crisis, or health concerns are bound to affect your work life at some point in your career. Consider talking to your boss without oversharing if you don't want to and request a scheduling, flexibility, or personal leave for a little bit. Being transparent can ultimately benefit you and your employer. And five, there's the unbearable workload. Juggling too many tasks can lead to burnout, and instead of lashing out when your manager assigns you more work, meet to prioritize and possibly give projects to other people in the workforce or talk to your boss and say, you know what, I need a little bit of time to catch up on my other projects. Can we give it a minute before I give more? Allison Green also talks about the crying that can come from receiving feedbacks on projects that you've been working on. For me, I feel like the majority of my crying episodes have come from feedback. Recently, I was working on an annual report for a couple of months. Now, this is the first time I've ever really had to do anything like a report or anything like this. So the pressure was already on me, whether I created it myself or it was the pressure being put on me. Basically, this annual report needed to be tie, it needed to tie in all the statistics and feelings for my organization in 2020, which is a big task to do. But I was definitely, at first, really excited to learn because I obviously entered this job to learn a little bit more about my career and hopefully get a better job out of it. But as soon as I started it, I got overwhelmed. I didn't know what I was doing. I felt like a phony. I'm starting from nothing. They trusted me too much. And other self-deprecating thoughts and thoughts of imposter syndrome filled my head. But I got through them and went on to my first review of it. And damn, did that review hit me hard. I was receiving so much feedback at once and immediately felt like I had let everyone down, especially because I had three people giving me feedback on it, which is a lot of people to be reading work that you've been doing that you've never done before. So I cried a lot. No one really knew except for my friends, but I felt like such an imposter. But I got through it again and worked harder. Then I got more feedback. Then I cried more. Then I had to work through that and do more. And the process went on for about two months. Each time the feedback still hit hard. It never really got much better. Green talks about this and says, employers want us to be engaged in our work and to care deeply about it. And it's hard to do that, but also be detached enough that you never have a strong emotional reaction. I realized that this 
the reason this feedback was hurting me was because I just cared so much about the work that I was doing and I wanted it to be right. And also just my own perfectionism, wanting to do everything right and be perfect on the first try. A little bit was feeling overwhelmed, but it was mainly because I wanted to do a good job. Once I realized that, I didn't push away the crying. I didn't judge myself for the tears that were falling. I let myself feel, and then I continued on the work. And when I tell you, let me tell you, when that baby was done and I had to present it in front of the board and they told me how awesome it was, I felt so good. Especially because this is the first time an annual report had ever really been done for them. So I was truly stepping into new territory. And I think especially caring about your work can come in so many different forms. And especially when you work in a nonprofit field or you work for a company that is doing good, that is fixing problems, or you work for the government, those emotions can pile up even more because you know that your work isn't just affecting you and your company, it's affecting so many people that rely on you and your company. So the pressure and the emotional attachment to the job can lead to a lot more feelings of distress and ultimately crying. I also found once I started to let myself cry more, it was less and less like big emotional outbreaks that made me feel embarrassed. If I felt like I needed to cry, I would just do it. Obviously, depending on the situation, but usually I was by myself. So if I felt the need to cry, I would just shed a couple tears. And let me tell you, that changes the game of crying. Because sometimes people, sometimes people, and I do this too, we just push back all those feelings. We don't let ourselves cry because we're embarrassed or we don't want to or whatever it is. But crying and getting out those emotions is so good for us. And especially processing, processing them as we're feeling them and feeling through them. Because if we don't, we just leave it bottled up. And then all of a sudden you're going to have a mental fucking breakdown in front of your boss. And it's going to cause much problems. <laughs> Now, this isn't all to say that I'm going to be crying at work every day in front of everyone. In fact, I actually did all of my crying very privately. I closed my office door, or I got up to move around and get away from my desk, or I called my friends to rant about it. And sometimes you just, as I was saying earlier, you just need to get those feelings out. And as long as you are doing them productively, doing that productively and healthily, then who gives a fuck if you cry at work? And then even more, there's another factor that kind of plays into this idea. And according to Green, it's the idea of how crying at work can affect people differently based on if they identify as a woman or a male. She says, I hear far more women talking about having teared up at work than men. And then there's also the pressure of women to not seem too emotional in a professional context. So then they especially feel mortified. For me, I feel like I'm so hard on myself when I cry because I don't want to be perceived as a weak young woman. I want to be taken seriously at my job, especially without the one that I have now that's in my field and doing what I want to do. But I think that we need to talk about how crying doesn't make you weak or, you know, getting angry doesn't make you weak. Getting out those emotions doesn't make you a bad person. It usually means that you care a lot about what you're doing or there's more going on, or that you need a fucking break. Now, I'm not saying that you should be violently sobbing at work every single day. And if you are, then maybe you need a different job. (laughs) But it's okay to cry sometimes. And it's okay to cry sometimes at work. It's okay to be overwhelmed. 
I think you just have to learn how to handle it, which is true in any case, not just crying at work. If you start crying at work and you are alone, great. Take a second and take some deep breaths. Get up from your desk, walk around for a little bit, go to the bathroom and splash some water on your face. Don't be afraid to take a second before you figure out what's going on in that brain of yours. If you're, you know, working so hard in this one project and you have a bad, you have an upcoming deadline and you start crying, don't just work through it. Take a second to yourself, recollect your thoughts because the work that you do that's through that emotions, if you don't process them, is not going to be great work and you're going to feel even worse and then it's going to pile on and pile on and pile on. So take a step out of the office, do another project that you love to do with the annual report, which isn't my cup of tea. I would take breaks and just um, create some content to post on social media because I love doing that. That comes easily to me. It's creative. It gets my mind off everything else. So I would take some breaks now and then so I wasn't just harboring myself on this annual report. And if you cry in front of people, see if there's a way to excuse yourself and walk to the bathroom to take a moment to recollect your thoughts. If there isn't, be honest and say, I'm so sorry I'm having an emotional reaction to the feedback, but I promise I'm listening and will work to make those changes. Or I'm so sorry, I just have a lot going on right now. I don't mean to be crying right now. Uh, Can I just get a second or can we take a second? Can we talk about something else for a minute? Green says you're usually better off acknowledging it rather than trying to pretend it never happened. If you're in a room full of people, they're all going to see you cry. So why ignore it? You're human. You're allowed to feel. People will understand it isn't as embarrassing as you think it is. So, yeah, that's on crying at work. It sucks and it feels like it's the end of your world and you feel like everyone's going to remember it and you feel like people are going to judge you and give you less projects about it, whatever it is. But crying is a total natural human reaction. And as long as you're, you know, controlling it and you're going to take care of it and you're not letting it affect your work too much then it's okay to cry at work and it's okay to take a second to let yourself breathe and work on something else or take a walk outside or whatever it is and I think especially with a lot of people working from home now it can be really overwhelming to be doing everything online so it's okay to take a second to give yourself a break so just letting you know that crying is totally human and I actually love just letting myself cry if I feel emotional about a song if a song's playing and it makes me feel emotional I'm gonna cry in the car even if there's people around or I'm gonna cry at the fucking pregame I don't care usually it's not like full-on crying it's just a few couple tears but it's good to get out those emotions your body is telling you that it's having an emotional reaction so let it have it don't bottle it all up because then you're just gonna explode one day and it's gonna be awful so I just want to let you know you're not alone if you're crying at work and there's so many other people that go through that. I mean, we heard the studies and there's so many ways that you can do it and still feel productive and there's so many ways you can address it with your boss or with your coworkers if you're doing it around them. So if you need to take a break, take a fucking break. And if you need less work, tell your boss that or prioritize or delegate it to other people. And if the feedback's getting to you, know that that means you care about it a lot and take everything with a grain of salt do not take it personally in fact if you do take things personally I actually have a podcast episode on it so go check that out because I know that is something that I struggle with as well so 
I hope this guy, this made you guys feel a little bit less alone in the world, um, a little bit less alone and crying at work. And if you do cry at work, honestly, snap me a selfie and send it to me because it feels, I don't know, I love taking <laughs> pictures of me crying because sometimes it's just funny to look back on later. Actually, there's this <laughs> TikTok that went around. Um, it was like this girl like taking a video and explaining why she's crying every time she cried. And I actually started doing that. So as soon as I'm finished with it, I'll share it with you guys because I think crying is kind of funny. And it's a good way to get out your emotions. And some people aren't criers, and that's totally okay. Other people have other ways to get around their emotions or to feel their emotions. But crying is definitely my number one, and I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. Make sure you follow me on Instagram to be a part of my daily polls. And, you know, send me your selfie of yourself crying at work. Um, it's on Instagram, at loudmouthpod. Um, leave me a review. And so soon I will have such exciting news. And I can't wait to share it with you all. Um, there will be hopefully pictures coming sometime soon. So, yeah, I'm excited. And I love you guys. Leave me a review. Follow me on Instagram. Email me at loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com. And, yeah, tune in for next week's episode. I love you guys. Bye.